0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri-Term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, love. Mm-hmm. Hi. How are you? No
0: question. What? Question.
1: No, just when I when when I was talking to the last day when I when we were hanging up, I said I love you, and then. You didn't say I love you, you just hung up.
0: Oh, I'm
1: sorry. <clears throat> it? It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, there's some things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Give you energy like Buckfast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast, yeah. Yeah, Good evening, it is the Keith Walsh Podcast with me, your host, Keith Walsh. It's Thursday evening, it's the 25th of March, we're still in fucking lockdown, but it's all fine because I'm bringing you the sunshine and the positivity and the rays of happiness and and all that stuff, whether you like it or not. How is that? Is that good? Do you feel better now? Um, you know what? I, I, I want to ask you a question. I was just in my my beautiful wife's car, and uh, I found you know when you go into a car park and s- some car parks, you when you you press the button and the the round kind of plasticky wooden disc comes out like a yellow, you know, pretend coin comes out, and you hold on to that, and then you put that in the machine, and that's how you pay for your parking or if you're only in for 15 minutes you just put it back into the machine on the way out away you go in a hack my wife has one in her car how do you get out of the car park how does she have one in her car like you get them they stay within circulation like only my wife would have one I was just sitting in her car and I was going yep That's it. That's typical Suzanne now. She's got one of these. (laughs) Nobody else in the world has one. She just has one in her car. Because they stay in circulation, don't they? You go in, you take the coin, and then you put the coin back into one of the machines on the way out. That's how it works. How how did she get out of the car park? How did she have the coin? What did she do? (laughs) I can't figure it out. If anybody knows, please help me. I need to figure this out. Wrecking my head. I might just ask her actually. Maybe I'll ask her now. I'm going to sit there just like see if I can ring her. Hold on a moment. She's just downstairs, so I will give her a ring. And we will ask her. She will answer. She's downstairs making dinner. Of course, I'll be ringing her now going, um, Could you just talk on my podcast for me? Because much more important. Here we go. It's ringing. Is it ringing? It's on speaker. Son speaker, let's go. As my son would say, "Let's go." She's probably looking at the phone. I go, "What? Why is he ringing?" It's just one answer. Please hold. Your call is important to us. Please hold. Okay, hang on. Let's ring her now until she answers. As I said, like she's probably making the dinner. I know she's making the dinner, so. This will not be, this will be annoying for me. I'll see if I can get her a WhatsApp message. See if she, I'll uh, WhatsApp message. Hang on a Hi, love. Um, I was just wondering if you might just answer a question for me. Oh, no, I think she's just called me back. Okay, hang on. Wait, wait a sec. I'll try to ring her. Now she'll be checking that. She's trying to ring me back. She's wondering what the hell is going on. Here we go. This will work this time. Here we go. Here we go. Hi. Hey. Hi, love. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm just. Rec- Why are you, you're upstairs. I'm recording the podcast upstairs. I just have a question for you. Mm hmm. I was in your car there, right? Mm. And you know when you go into the car park where Deals is? And mm-hmm. you, when you go in the machine, you know when you take the yellow coin out, the yellow plastic coin out. When yeah. you when you go in, and then you're in the yeah. car park, and then on yeah. on on yeah. the and then on the way out, you put the coin back into the machine to yep. get it, to get out. Yep. yep, yep, yep. How do you have one of those coins in your car? Um,
0: do
1: I? Yeah, like how? No. You do. You've one in your car because you no. how, I couldn't
0: have one. Car.
1: Should I have it out? Out. Exactly. I have out of? Exactly. There's one in your car, and I don't know how you have it in your car, and I don't know how you would have got out of the car park with one in your car. But I was thinking only Suzanne would have one in her car. She would somehow. Yeah,
0: that must be there. I, That's possibly there. That could
1: be there years. To be honest but from but how? It doesn't even if it's there months, weeks, days, hours, still doesn't answer the question. How did you get out of the car park?
0: Why are you in my car?
1: just now I don't know earlier on today Mm. oh when I brought Finn to school oh okay but so you don't know not a breeze okay alright thanks for your help
0: okay That is. Yep. could have come downstairs
1: yeah but I wanted to record it for the podcast Uh. ah see ya love you (laughs) Bye. bye, 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 bye Bye, bye, bye Love you, bye Love you I I love you See, she loves me She just forgets to say it sometimes Anyway, that's I think that's sorted That mystery out, has not it? Everybody's a lot wiser now If anybody knows How you could get out of a car park One of those yellow things I feel like I, I'll put that I'll put it up on social media Just to prove Prove that it is a thing um, anyway, that's kind of enough of an intro, I think. Uh, welcome to the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, you're very welcome. Um, this is the Keith Walsh Podcast, where we talk to interesting people about interesting things and about life changes and about challenges and about, you know, sometimes about meditation, sometimes about mindfulness. I did. I recorded a lovely podcast today um, with a guy called Connor Creighton, who has a book out, and I will have to record it again because I don't know where it is um it wasn't going up tonight anyway but uh, that's the uh that's the lot of the the podcast recorder and i've had to message him and say connor listen i don't know where that podcast is it didn't record can we do it again and that's embarrassing and he hasn't got back to me yet so now i have the fear of him looking at that going fuck's sake amateur and that is stressful and it's supposed to be like we had a really nice chat About mindfulness, about finding yourself, about you know meditation and now I'm stressed over it because it didn't record. (laughs) Anyway, that'll be Conor that's Connor Creighton. Hopefully he'll come back on and hopefully we'll re record it and we'll get it up. Our guest this evening is I, I think you might just love listening to this guy's voice. Um it's just very soothing, very soothing, and he's full of positivity. I tried to. I t- I don't even know if I asked him questions. I just talked, and he <laughs> managed to, managed to. It ended up just being a kind of a, a chat at the end, uh, which he sort of, in fairness to him, he joined in. Um, I wasn't asking him questions. I was just putting thoughts to him, and uh, he dealt with them, very well. Uh, if you want to follow him on Instagram, he is Killian Keen underscore. He is from Clare. He uh, works in the field of mental health. And he kind of started off uh, on the personal training, fitness side of things. It says here in his Instagram bio, spreading awareness around mental health. My motto, to inspire, impact, and make a difference. Follow for daily inspiration and motivation. com forward slash 15 life lessons. Ennis in Ireland. So, yeah, he's there on Instagram. Um... And he has Killian Keane, 4 slash 15 life lessons. I think he came up. Um, So he has created a free PDF on my 15 life lessons. He had his own difficulties in college with with depression. And um, he had to deal with that and figure all that out. A few of his quotes. Why let the world pass you by when you have so much of your own unique potential? Good. Uh, it's okay to have the bad days, he says. You've handled everything that has come your way so far. You are more than capable of handling whatever comes next. That's from Killian as well. Uh, are you looking after yourself? So, yeah, it's all, it's all about positivity. And, and uh, he has the things that he does that makes sure that he doesn't go back to that place where he was mentally when he was in college. And I think it's important to hear this because, especially for a younger generation, uh, if you are in college or you do... <laughs> I mean, he, he describes quite well his a manic phase where he was very energetic and, you know, stayed up a lot and, you know, um, was up early and up late and go, go, go. go And that can be, that's something to look out for as well. You know, we, 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 we just think of people who are down in the dumps and can't get out of bed and that's the other side of it. But there's a lot with a lot of the stuff. There's different phases and different telltale signs. Anyway, I thought it was interesting to talk to him, and even just listening to him will make you feel calm, relaxed, and uh, he's very positive. I tried. I tried to make him negative, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't take the bait. He's too positive. Um, so that's it. It is episode eighty four of the Keith Walsh podcast, and uh, it is my guest, Killian Keane. Enjoy. alien. How are you doing? Very good. How are you doing? Oh, good now. That's oh, a lovely,
0: uh, lovely situation you have got there. Are you, are you in the <laughs> attic or something? No, I'm at my home house here. It's like an extension room, but everyone always kind of admires the chandelier and the, the roof and everything else. So it looks like a loft. It looks like you live in an American, like <laughs> you look at, you're in, a, you live in a, in
1: the musical Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. <laughs> it's like an old, it's like the Waltons there Waltons, oh my gosh, never heard of that <laughs> now
0: before it's, uh, That's good, that's a new one
1: In a good way, in a good way Yeah, 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 perfect uh, You were working today, were you?
0: Yeah, yeah, so I just, I suppose I started a new role um, in the last two weeks I'm working in recovery education So uh, it's going well, really enjoying it at the moment So nine to five is the job, so yeah Are you uh, remote? Yeah, work from here, work from home at the moment. Um, so the offices are in Limerick, so it's not too far away from me. I'm in Clare, like, so half an hour down the road. are you finding that? Grand, you know. Um, but, you know, I was doing personal training before pre-lockdowns and pre-COVID and everything else. And since the transition over to the mental health area, I just enjoyed it because we're doing online modules like um, resilience, um, managing anxiety, um, all different modules for people in the community and people who have an interest in mental health and well-being. So the response has been amazing because people, I suppose, have more time and they're at home and they're tuning into the, the workshops we do online through Zoom. And it's getting a great response. The feedback is always unreal, like, and to be a part of it is just amazing. So, Wow. Um. So
1: are you noticing any difference between, like are you noticing that people are, have have we started freaking out yet
0: yeah I don't know it's a difficult one because I know we're in a longer lockdown now Um, and it is difficult I totally admit I get days there where it's just I get blips here and there but I just embrace the, the, the brighter things to come you know down the line with the vaccine and things opening up again and we'll get back to some sense of normality again you know I look at the positives more so than hone in on the negatives that are happening they day and I'd limit the news and I limit the things that will drag me down and do the things that's in my own control on a regular basis, you know, that will help my situation. And what about people that you're dealing with? Are there anxiety levels through the roof or people like you've got the, you've
1: got the tools to deal with, you know, you know where to go and what to do yeah. and how to like, like it's amazing. I mean, before I started looking at things like, you know, little things like mindfulness meditation exercise whatever you know mm. um you could just you know it's so easy to just spiral and uh, yeah. you know totally freak out like you know um and and i can't imagine how uh people are are surviving who don't have tools um especially at the moment you know if you're yeah. if you're worried about work or you're worried about or you're
0: just locked up and you can't have a party or you can't go on holidays simple things yeah. you know yeah that's it. I think it's the simple things that we miss, you know, and they're the big things of life that's it's the going to a coffee shop, just even sitting down and just having a coffee by yourself and people watching, or whatever it is, or just the little things that we that I used to love doing that I can't do at the moment. But I suppose back to your question, I I like I've noticed that people are getting a bit more annoyed about this lockdown because it's gone on for so long and there's kind of not much of a roadmap out of it. And I think There needs to be some sort of easing in April again of even if we could travel within the county or something like that. And that would relieve people and get people maybe being able to do things and going out and about again, maybe. But at the same time, we have to look at the health situation of everyone as well, that people are keeping safe and minding themselves at the same time. So there's pros and cons to what's going on at the moment, I think, Mm. you know. Yeah, it's hard not to
1: be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll get annoyed with the government yeah. and the neighbors and the people that aren't doing a yeah. fecking, you know, I saw five people together out for a walk. <laughs> just, you know, that kind of like not that I I'm not saying I did, but I'm saying, you know, people are like yeah. shake, shaking their fists at the neighbors. Uh yeah. some I saw somebody on Twitter saying their neighbor was having extensive work done on their house and loads of builders going in and out. And you know, it's we're just yeah. <laughs> we're just it's mad it's mad and like which i think we're just about holding it together could could you tell me exactly what you're uh so you're so you've you've mentioned um training so you've mentioned uh being a a personal trainer yeah and you have mentioned working with people in with with in the mental health field so what exactly are you killian (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is this question what is well, a, I what are these superpowers you possess <laughs> that you can slip easily from personal trainer into mental health
0: advocate or, or, or mental health teacher yeah so i'll take i suppose i'll take you back to where it all began um it could be a good way because i got into fitness obviously i was doing a little bit playing sport growing up playing a, bit, a little bit of GEA. so tell me about growing up then and where, where where are you from I'm from County Clare and I live in Lissy Casey.
1: I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Lissy Casey, I've heard of it. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's hardly any. Uh, is there football there? Or yeah, it, there's
0: football. Yeah, there's a football team. Is, it, mo- is it mostly football or is it? Her- it's mostly it, football. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're you're, you're that. So part I, Clare. At, yeah, I'm kind of outside, about ten minutes out from Ennis, um, but I. I didn't play, I've only played football till I was fifteen, so don't ask me anything about GA or what But uh were you just were you not into it or what, what was your I suppose I I got concentrated on school and secondary school and studying and all that, so I took a, a back seat really. So okay. but I think the sport that I got into then was the gym. Um going through college. I got more and more into fitness and going to the gym and working out with weights and stuff like that. But because of fitness, it's played a huge part in my life because I went through mental health struggles when I was 18, 19. Um, And one of the pieces of the puzzle to get me back to where I am today was fitness. And it built up my self-esteem, it built up my confidence. And it played a huge part of becoming more resilient and mentally and physically stronger on a daily basis.
1: What happened when, try and describe to me what was going on
0: uh, for 18-year-old Killian. Yeah, um, so heading off to NUI Galway to study arts, I was just excited more than ever just to be heading off to live in a way in Car Village in Galway for the first year of college. And I suppose for the first couple of weeks, I was just excited more, excitable, confidence through the roof, and I didn't take any notice of my mental health really, I just put it down to I was just excited because I was starting a new chapter in my life. So you were thinking this is just anxiety. It's just butterf- yeah, butter- butterflies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All, go- all good, yeah. So, yeah, it was like that. And I didn't know at the time I was already in my first manic state of bipolar disorder. Fuck. So I continued on as normal. I well, went can, through that. So,
1: can you, tell? Ta- sorry, can you, I'm sorry for stopping you. Right. No worries. Because I'm very interested in this. And I think people, it, people would be very interested in. Um. So, so you didn't realize that you're. But were you, be, were you behaving in a manic fashion? Like, were you, were you like up to 90 kind of? Yeah.
0: yeah um, was, um, how did
1: that manifest itself?
0: Yeah. Because for the first couple of weeks of college, I was just really sociable going out and making new friends. I could chat to anyone. Like I could chat to the door or anyone at all. Like, you know, it was just, I could, and I was just hyper. I was maybe sleeping three or four hours a night. Um, and. That was a start of it, but I didn't know what I was going through because of my first manic state of bipolar disorder. And then on the flip side with bipolar disorder, it's a mood disorder where you you go, for for me, it was a few months of the highs. And then slowly, a couple of months down the line, it would be depressive states. So there's two sides to the coin. So with the first couple of weeks, it was great, just getting on with college, going out. But we were drinking a lot as well. We were probably drinking three to four nights a week, and this was not having a good effect on me. Um, and it was going to have a profound effect on me when I was going through the depressive states as well so that was the first academic year and well so how
1: long did your initial uh this is great crack up to 90 this is brilliant how long did that buzz last for and 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 what was it like when it stopped and what did you think was happening and did you um, and more importantly did you Was there anyone you could tell? Because I don't think I'd have spoken to anybody about it or known to
0: speak to anybody about it. You know, when I was going through the the manic states of bipolar disorder and nobody would think any different because when you seem that happy and everything else, nobody would think any different. You did think you're just uh, the life of the party, the life and soul of the party. But on the other side of it was the depressive states where I was sleeping in for lectures. I was I was just being isolated. Even there was one instance, since where I walked to college and I just tried to put my hood up and just avoid conversation with anyone. I had, I just didn't want to be bothering anyone. I didn't want to be a burden to anyone. So inside I knew there was something happening, but like externally, I didn't want anyone to know what was going on. So I kind of put on a mask to hide what I was going through during the depressive states. So people would have thought, oh,
1: he's missing lectures, just lazy, staying out too late, not yeah. you know, no and, and this is this is important to talk about it because yeah. it does happen to people and even young people will think of themselves that they're lazy and they're not putting in the effort and and but you know there could be something there and obviously there was for you that you just physically couldn't and and, yeah. and I'd say it was a struggle.
0: Every day it was a struggle. Oh during the depressive states it was just like the feeling of hopelessness and worthlessness that I wanted to be on my own. And because I didn't talk back then about it, because I didn't want to be seen as weak or being looked at differently. And I still didn't really know I had a mental health illness at the time. But during that year, the first academic year finished, I got home for the summer to my, to my home house in Clare. And I just needed time to refocus. But going into the second academic year, it was the same repeated cycle. I was in the second manic state of bipolar. So my friends noticed something this time. Um, and they're still my good friends to this day and I can't thank them enough for what they did. Like, but they noticed that I was, yeah. I was just going to say, what's going on? Um, You broke up there a little bit, Keith, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Just, I was just saying, what
1: did they notice? Like, what was going on?
0: Yeah, they, they noticed that, I was, the, my mood, my mood was different from leaving him that first academic year, like the depressed guy to come back again to the life and soul of the party into the second academic year. So they sat me down and they said, we're worried about you again. You're sleeping three or four hours in the night. You're, you've energy to burn. You're going out. You're going to college. You're going to lectures. You're doing so much. So they sat me down. They brought me over to the university hospital in Galway and I was in the psychiatric unit for a month i spent one month in the psychiatric unit in galway um and again i was kind of oblivious to what was going on i, I thought it was a joke my friends bringing me to the hospital at, at first i was just in a really different mind frame i, I mean you know? it would be hard to describe like sorry I,
1: I it would be hard to describe i'd imagine but what was like Can you remember what your
0: reaction to your friends were like? Were you like, shut the fuck up? Yeah, yeah. It was probably along them lines, yeah. But I think I just trusted them. And I knew myself from the previous year that there was something going on and I needed to speak to someone or seek that help. So inside me, I knew there was something going on. So I just went with them and spent a month in the unit in Galway. A psychiatric units and I was in the best place to get the support and the guidance from the doctors nurses all my family my friends everyone that supported me on along the way and that's a key message I think I had that good support network around me at that particular time to get me on my recovery journey and to play a part in who I am today as well how did you how was how was that month for you what did you
1: what was it like day to day and what, what how are you feeling about it? like I there's a there's Unfortunately, and it's a fact and it, it, there shouldn't be, but there's a stigma around being somewhere like that uh, for a month. Yeah. You know, how is that? How is that? I'd imagine whatever you need to fix
0: about yourself, there's probably that element of it as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was a place where I just had that downtime to reflect and see what was going on and really think and get the support from the psychiatrists and the nurses. And for me to understand the diagnosis as well. Mm -hmm. So to understand what I went through that previous year and a year and a half or whatever it was and learn so much and get the knowledge and be able to better myself and get out of that unit and just get on my recovery journey to just get, I suppose, help myself and improve myself and look after my mental health. And the things that I did back then to get well, I still do to this day just to keep my mental health on a positive note. You know, all the stuff like the exercise, the journaling, the meditation, the practicing gratitude, all that stuff. It's part of my day now. And I know how beneficial it is to keep me well. So were you freaked out when they get, did you, had you heard of
1: bipolar before? Were you, you know, did, what did you know about it and how did you feel when they
0: gave you the diagnosis? Not, uh, I didn't, I didn't know much about it really. Um, I just had to educate myself around it and, um, and I knew because what I' had been through it made sense was kinda coming together and it was coming together in my head as well that all that I had experienced the previous year and a half it just made sense now, and the illness doesn't define me i i you know i i still do I still live a very happy and productive life, and I do all the things that I want to do, and I set goals and I'm very driven so i I wanted to make sure i i suppose I say that because even with a mental health illness, you can still live a very happy and productive life no matter what struggle you go through. And that's my message that I do in the public speaking side of stuff now, and even on different podcasts and delighted to be on this one now to be able to share a message that there's so much hope and there's a way back for people who are struggling with their mental health.
1: Totally. And I think that's like the thing that I always say is like, we all have mental health and we all have, whether it's, you know, you, you had your issues, uh, I didn't deal with whatever shit that I needed to deal with until much too late in my life. Uh, No, not much too late in my life, but later in my life. Um, And I think that, you know, it it freaks people out because once you start talking about mental health or once you say, you know, I mean, I, I have, you know, I go to therapy and, and I like, I'm a big believer in therapy now. And I'm like, I'd tell anybody But there's still that kind of like, oh, the tilt of the head, and you know, he's go he goes to therapy as if it's like, uh, you know, there's that you should be, you know, that they should be worried about you, or that they need to feel sorry for you. And sometimes I feel, you know, I'd be a bit like, not that I'm defensive, but you know, if I'm honest with you, and you know, this podcast is all about honesty. Sometimes I'm a little bit defensive, and I'm like, well, do you know what? Actually, I'm probably in a better position because I actually go to therapy regularly. You know, and, you know, you're trying to tell people this is good. This yeah. is good. This is not, you know, I've had a look at, I've had a look under the bonnet and I figured out a way forward and this is great, you know, but it's, and you must meet it because you're dealing with this all the time and you're speaking to these people, but you're trying to say, look, this is, Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, you might take a little step back, but wait, you see how far forward you can go because of it
0: yeah that's a great point i think it's having the courage to open up and you don't have to be shouting from the rafters at all from about your struggles whatever it's just having that one person that you can trust and confide in to offload the thoughts that are spinning around all our heads on a daily basis and i think that's what my message is always that it's a sign of strength not weakness to share that you're struggling and i think it's so important when you are going through blips, and we're all going through different emotions and roller coaster, different emotions because of COVID and pre COVID and whatever else, and after it as well. But having there's so much support out there for people who are going through difficulties, and it's just being able to link in and have that courage. Have that, I suppose, if you like for me in my situation, I suppose to talk from my personal experience, I didn't want to live a life unhappy. And have this feeling of like a cloud over my head and feel like that just hopelessness and worthlessness. so i had to do something for myself and i had to speak up and I, ever since then i'm so open about whatever i'm going through because it helps mm. and it helps me and it's let's. because people if i'm having a bad day or whatever and the bad days that i had back then are are nothing compared to what i have now they're just a small fragment today like and i think nobody can read my mind so i am so open and that's really important as well. That if you're having a blip, nobody can read your mind. You have to be able to speak and open up and be honest and transparent. Totally.
1: The thing, and and there's a couple of things that, that you talk about and that you practice. And one of them being journaling. And I think journaling is a great tool because, you know, when we say this, you know, open up to somebody, talk to somebody, you know. There might be a lad in the house there and he might turn around to his wife and it might be she might be the one he needs to talk to somebody about or she might not be in the mood or and vice versa. Uh, You know, there might be a woman in a house and not be a, a a boy, a girl not able to talk to their parents, they're not open to it.
0: Like journaling is a great tool, isn't it? Unbelievable. I love it. Absolutely love it. Because when you don't have someone to talk to, maybe on a daily basis or whatever it may be. Journal your thoughts, and I always say to people when they want to start journaling to write as if no one's going to read it, because you can keep it yourself. You can, you know, you can keep your thoughts and everything else and write them on paper. But you see clarity, you see so much what's going on in the head, and just to unravel those thoughts and put them on paper just feels so good. And what I've done over the last while, I don't check my phone straight away in the morning. I put my journal the night before. I put my journal on my phone, and then it's the first thing I do in the morning and it gets done straight away just to offload whatever in the head and even before bed I do it sometimes I'll just have that brain dump it's mm. so powerful yeah and I find it like
1: when things get you know things for me get foggy and uh you know disorganized and, and I get a bit disoriented so I have to sit down and go right what is it I need to do even I might have journaled in the morning and then at some point during the day it, it'll all just start getting away from me again yeah. and I'm like okay I'll just sit down. Write down the things you need to do, or something, some of your thoughts, and you know it's. But it, but just writing it down, uh, just really sort of clarifies. You can see it on the page, and it, it's 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 you know, it's a close second to talking to somebody, isn't
0: it? Yeah, definitely. And I, I think another thing I do, and I've done lots in the past well, is do a like a, a voice note to myself, like do it on my phone. And I usually I do is just record myself talking away, and it just get again it gets it out of my head. And that's for me to listen to it back a week later or two weeks later, or even not at all. It just verbalizes and it gets it out of my head and just talk into a voice note or a voice memo or whatever you want to call it. And that well, helps as sure, well.
1: Sure, my journals, there's no, I, I don't use any punctuation. There's no full stops. There's no capital yeah. letters. I, I I I I don't, I think I've tried to read some of them back. I just have these fool's cap pads and I, yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying because it's just basically yeah. stream of conscious, just getting the shit out of, yeah. out of your head and onto a page and then kind of freeze you yeah. up for the day. And I think that's, I think for our young people listening, uh, that's that's a really handy tool, like a, just a daily practice. But it's just, I mean, when you're that age, everything's such a <laughs> such. Yeah. I just remember, I, just, I I can't even. I look back and I think just everything was such a mess back then. Like I just, mm. I would no handle on, I would no grasp as to what exactly was going on. You're just kind of like,
0: yeah, you're just going, aren't you? Definitely. And I, I do a little bit of public speaking in schools as well, and I think. I wish I had someone back when I was going through my struggles, 17, 18, in secondary school, uh, telling me about mental health issues and everything else, because it would have been so beneficial for me going into college back then when I was 18, 19, and knowing what I was, but I have the benefit of hindsight now. And that's why I wanted to get into schools around Clare and everywhere else, just to spread that message about mental health and well being and everything else. And it's, it's, it just needs to be done more often. Obviously, with COVID, we can't go into the schools at the moment, but. You know, what do you find
1: when you're talking to the to the school kids? Is there any is there common threads or are they are they? I know you always get the few who are interested. You'll always get like, is there more interest? Is there are they turned on to
0: the to talk about mental health at all? Or is that does that just do they just shut down when you start talking? It's it's funny, like, because I I didn't know what to expect when I first went in to one of the schools and they were so open and they listened and they asked loads of questions and they were just really interested in, I suppose, my, my own story, my own narrative. And they really took a lot away from it. I got great feedback from it as well because, you know, it's, it's something that wasn't done and it hasn't been done over the last couple of years. And I know more people are doing it now going into schools, more kind of people talking around mental health. But I think they were really open to it. And it, it was great for me to do this to because it just helps. Every little mm. bit helps, you know?
1: Yeah. Cause it does benefit. Like I find obviously doing this podcast or talking to people or wh- whoever, you do, it does benefit. I find that it's beneficial because I'm constantly talking about it. I'm constantly questioning what I'm saying. I'm constantly telling people how I feel. You're constantly, you're always vulnerable. You're always kind of open. And it just, it, it, it it's, I mean, I do, I did, you, it can be tiresome when you kind of start this kind of, thing am I, am I going to use the word journey maybe I will yeah but then you can't you know you almost get used to it you,
0: you know you, you you kind of it's a fitness isn't it almost yeah I suppose the podcast in a way it could be like a therapeutic effect for yourself you know because you're always kind of talking and you're feeding back and then you're listening and then you're letting your thoughts out as well so would that be the case
1: yeah because you're trying you know you're trying to, you're, you I'm just so interested in other people's story and I want to know how they, you know, where they were at and how they got beyond that. And, you know, what the tools they use. So I'm constantly learning and I'm like, yeah. you know, you're, you're like a magpie. You're just like, okay, cool. You know, you move from one thing to the next. The w- one thing I, st- I talked to it recently uh, on Instagram, and I'd like to hear your thoughts about this is the, the idea of getting stuck somewhere where uh, I've, I, I've noticed with sometimes with younger people, sometimes with, you know, when, when you're my age and you hit your middle, you know, mid forties, midlife crisis, uh, area that people can people can start on i'm going to use the word journey again but they can start on their journey of and i'm going to say like awareness or you know change or uh they they know they want something different right they're not sure exactly what it is but they're 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 trying so they might discover the gym or running you know and i find that i look around and you know they're suddenly they, they found the running. This is the answer to everything. Brilliant. Next thing you know, they're running marathons. They're doing Ironman. They're doing whatever. And they've just like, they they kind of get, people get stuck in that thing. And I was trying to say like, and, and I would have done it myself. Like, you know, I, I I went, got into running, did a marathon, did another marathon. Then I got, I got into the gym. At one point I trained as a as a personal trainer. Like, you know, I actually could go out and work as a personal trainer, but I, I end up like I was going down these routes and then getting stuck down there. And I was trying to explain the idea of just finding these things that can become your tools. As you go along, let's not just, let's not, let's not get, get into running and then get stuck there for a while. You know, it's, it's, it's time yeah. to move on now.
0: Would you agree? Or, or, or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, I, I think I definitely agree. I think you have to find many sources of enjoyment. I think for, Myself, in I think the gym is a big part of my life. Going for daily walks as well, another side of things, going to, getting out into nature. And I think it's about finding numerous things that you can just bring that happiness and joy to your day to day. Instead of getting kind of doing one thing and you're getting stuck, and then you're kind of, you don't know where to turn to. But I always say that the journey is the reward. I think. There's so much that you can do and progress on in different things. And it's never too late to start something new as well. Mm. Because I went to, back to do a college course in DCU last year, a year and a half ago even. And I thought to myself, no, too late. Can't can't go back now at this age. And- <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it
1: acting? Are you going to be an actor?
0: No, no. I, it was like a mental health course. It was oh, yeah, a peer, yeah, yeah. Peer, peer support course in DCU. But yeah, it was just like, I was thinking to myself, I'm in the fitness arena now and kind of doing personal training. And then I thought to myself, I need to change things up. I need to get longevity and kind of find what I'm passionate about because the mental health space, because I've used my own past experiences and my lived experience to help others now, it just fits perfectly. And the fitness is kind of taking a back seat on the, on the work side of things because I'm so more, much more passionate about mental health and empowering people and getting people to share their message and getting them seeing that hope in life as well. So I don't know if I answered your question there, but hopefully I did. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, look, we need, we, we need a certain amount of people to open the gyms and to get big into fitness that way.
1: But yeah. I, you know, I always like to think that your job doesn't define you and, yeah. you know, don't, don't live in the fitness world or don't live in that world. Like be like spend time there. And if you have to work there, you can work there, but it's you know I I kind of feel like you've 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 just started like you're there's a long way to go because there's a whole world of you know I this whole area of spirituality and you know <laughs> where do we come from and what is it all about and and the thing about the fitness is that I, I give up drinking about a year ago so you know I'm probably a little maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm having a manic episode that's lasted about a year you know but I'm constantly. Yearning for knowledge, and uh, I want to know more, and I want to know about the spirit, you know. So, so, you know, I I, I look at people and I go, don't get stuck there. You're just that's just a stepping stone, and and something I I say quite a lot is that. Uh, I was listening to Tommy tiernan talking. He was talking about life being a struggle, but he was he was talking about it in an inch like in a, not a different like life is a struggle. And that's the fun. If it wasn't a struggle, you know, what would be the point and sure we'd all be bored to death. And we just, you know, we just, there'd be no point to it. It is a struggle, yeah. but the things that you talk about fitness, mindfulness, mental health, they're like all the things, all those things are the tools to help you enjoy the struggle. Cause it's going to be a struggle anyway. You may as well try and make it mostly an enjoyable struggle rather than a a tough difficult struggle
0: yeah that's interesting I think it's I think that opportunities will always arise um, whenever you kind of embark on something new but I think there will be obviously you have kind of mentioned about the ups and downs of life but I think it's about embracing the the best days embracing days the best you can and even on the bad days just try and show up and do whatever you can as well because there's so much like every, I think what you mentioned there is always like every day is a school day as well, because there's always something new to learn. There's always something you can get into over like for people listening, I suppose, there's always something new they can challenge themselves with. There's no point I always I always, I'm very driven about different things. Now, there's so many other kind of goals and I journal because I journal a lot, I've written down lots of goals that I want to achieve. And I just want to make sure I achieve them over the next couple of years. They could be short-term or long-term but I think that's important for anyone to be setting short-term goals long-term goals and like you said not get stuck in the same place and not move
1: Uh, uh, I'm not saying I'm old but there was a study done and they looked at some old people that were a little bit older than me and and you know the reason that old people some old people die and other old people live it's it's to do with uh, engagement and engaging in the community or engaging in uh, you know or, or study or you know having a reason to live basically
0: yeah
1: and it's a, it's kind of about that what what advice would you give to somebody who may have a little bit of time now maybe struggling maybe there's probably like how do they get themselves to the point of i'm in a fucking rut here i'm stagnant i'm stagnant how, what what are the first steps i actually before you answer the question the, i spoke to a guy a marathon runner he represented ireland and i was chatting to him about he was on a break and he was about to come back off his break he, he was you know it was christmas or something and he was enjoying himself and he was having a drink and eating the wrong foods for a couple of weeks and i said and when you go back training he said oh next week or whatever and i said what will be your first training session he said well i'll just run a mile that'll be it and that struck me. I was like, that's, I, I just, it stays with me. Like when I need, if I want to start something, because it can be so daunting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I sort of ruined the question I was asking. You. What, what would be your, your <laughs> what would be your tips to somebody uh, who, who wants to, who wants to just get out of that stagnant place and start something, set some goal? Like, where do they start?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I think like you kind of touched on is breaking things down. It's small steps. You know, the next step will lead on to the next step and the next step. Um, and that's what we can all get overwhelmed with starting anything new or setting new goals. But it's daily things that we do that will make the big difference over time. So having a routine around something, say, for example, if you wanted to, for example, if we're talking about marathons, if you wanted to run a 5K or something, it's breaking it down week to day to day, week to week, month to month couch the 5k start with that or something like that but it's about being able to see the positives of doing that as well how beneficial it will be if you're stuck in a rut how much fitter you'll be how much more confident you'll become how happier you will be with getting in an exercise and it's just going to have a compound ripple effect on your physical health your mental health how you feel about yourself and how you react around others as well
1: and sometimes that's a like it can be you can have multi-layered, yeah. At, you can attack that from different angles. Like you can you can be, you know, you can spend a couple of weeks writing down. I want to run a five k. You know, I'm going to start running. You know, you can almost like reassure yourself by writing it down. Like there's there's ways of sort of getting yourself into the the mindset, isn't there?
0: That's it. And I think it's just um, believing in yourself as well at times that you can do. The things you want to do, the goals that you've set that maybe you've thought about maybe last year or the year before but you think that because COVID is here that you can't try them but there's always something you can try maybe might be might, your goals might be on hold in some sense but there's always something you can try and do that will help you along the way even if it's a long-term goals you want to achieve you could set the groundwork now and just do the small little tasks that will get you to where you want to be over time. I just had a guest
1: on the last podcast who tried to climb Kilimanjaro with the washing machine on his back. Wow! Uh, and uh, and O'Dare, have you ever heard of him? No. Um, and he ra- he also ran from Belfast to Waterford with a washing machine strapped to his back as a amazing. kind of a, as, a kind, <laughs> as a kind of a weird uh, um, challenge. But an amazing guy, an interesting guy. So we're not saying you need to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's baby steps. Baby steps,
1: exactly. Uh, I would, I, I would load the washing machine first before I'd start thinking about <laughs> strapping it to my back. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's um, it's it's trying to. I think it's, it's tr- like, how do you get people? How do you find if you're talking to people? How do you get them to make that first step? You know, how do they? That's the that's, like that's the key. It's the switch. first, the sw- like, whether it's talking about how you're feeling, if you're feeling shit and you, you need to, or if it's embarking on a thing or, like, it's it's that first, it's the switch, like, how does that... Yeah.
0: Interesting one, because, do you know, I related to myself again, because when that switch clicked on myself when I was going through my own difficulties, I think it was the thoughts in my head about living... Life feeling miserable on a daily basis. And that drove me to, and I knew deep down inside that I wasn't going to be living the way I was living back then. Something deep inside me, my the little voice in my head was telling me that there's better days to come. And I think it was that realization in myself that it was I had to do the things that would make I made a list. I had to do the things that would make myself feel good. And it was the exercise that was the number one that I started with. And I went back to my local GA field here in Missy Casey and I walked and I jogged and I was out of breath and I walked and I jogged and I was out of breath again. But I kept going back there because I knew how beneficial it was for me. and That was where it led me to joining the gym, because I think once you hit that first step, you build a little bit of momentum, hmm. then it gets easier. And easier and you build fitness you build confidence you build so much within yourself that you can you'll you'll just continue on and you won't stop and it's as hard it might as it might have been like you you clearly
1: had enough support around you enough people say I mean I mean you still have to go out and do it on your own you still have to go out and yeah. do the jogging yeah. and the walking and the running yourself but having that support but I suppose for anybody who doesn't have the support it's mm-hmm. it's like it's terrible the way we we grow up with the voices in our heads saying sure what the fuck would you be doing running sure why would you be joining the gym you fucking idiot you know this kind of uh, narrative that we have and it's having the faith in yourself and getting beyond that that's the
0: definitely
1: that's that's, the, that's what you'd like to instill in
0: somebody is you know that is for sure and i think it's it comes down to the individual it comes down to their themselves, and I suppose how they perceive themselves, and it's just building in that confidence that they can. You know, I talk to a lot of people on a daily basis about, I suppose, resilience, and and it's instilling that resilience that there's so much opportunities, there's so much you can do for yourself on a daily basis. But again, it's just clicking that switch and. Mm. But then I understand that some people mightn't have that support around them to help them. But I think it always comes back to the individual that if they want to make changes in their own lives, they have to make that move themselves. Because no one's going to be there for you every single day of the week. You know, you have to do what you have to do to make your life the happiest it can be. So I think it has to come to themselves who that will give them that boost. And obviously motivation is fleeting. It's building in that discipline and the habits and the routines and gets easier over time.
1: Yeah, it does. It's um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's trying to, the magic, the magic pill, you know, is to, is, is, yeah. is, is getting through to that person who just can't see it. I, I would imagine a lot of the time, I could be wrong but if people get to you if people if people are in the place where they're ringing up a personal trainer or they're at the gym or you're meeting them somewhere you know in a work scenario
0: they've already taken a step haven't they kind of definitely definitely and that's probably one of the hardest steps to take to make the call to go to the gym to attend the class but that's half that's so much more positives that you've made you've gone up the stairs to the gym you've gone in the door of the gym or whatever it is and you've made the steps to improve your physical and mental health or whatever it is. And that's huge. That's, that's probably the biggest step. Yeah. You know? it, totally. Yeah. And that's the most important step
1: because the sky's the limit after that. And I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it in, i in industrial fitness here in Newbridge, you see lads coming in the door and you know, they, they might as well be walking <laughs> into Times Square, like they're into the rainforest in Brazil. They would know. They don't belong here at all, you know, and then you see them week after week and, you know, I, it's especially those people who, who are just like just buy into it almost straight away and they're so determined. You see them coming back and, you know, whatever it is, like the weight might be going down or the smile might be getting bigger or you see them after a couple of weeks and they're high five people next thing you know, they're the first name down for the next Helen and back and, you know, th- and then they become the life and soul of the gym. Like, and it's, it, it's amazing to see that transformation. And that's, a, that's, that's everyone. Everyone can be that guy. Yeah, definitely. Like I've seen it so many times and, you know, for anybody listening to this thinking I'm not that guy, like you definitely are, or that girl. There's 100%. no, like, there's no difference between, the, the people you see with the sh- with the bag slung over the shoulder heading off to the gym in town, there's no difference between them and you, you know, you're looking at them going, I wish I was more like that. You you are, you know, it's just, it's just about taking that first step,
0: isn't it? Yeah. And it's, I suppose to tie onto that, it's not about comparing yourself to anyone because we're all unique. We all have our own individual strengths that we can work on um, each day. And it's just capitalizing on them Um on a daily basis as well. And just honing in on the stuff that's going well in your life and the positive things that are happening around you and really reflecting. And I suppose another thing that I didn't mention was the gratitude journal. Oh yeah. I mean, Hang on a sec there for a second.
1: I want to talk about yeah. that. The
0: dog, the dog has to be let out. No worries.
1: Yeah. I'm especially interested in this gratitude because yeah. I,
0: I think this is huge. Anyway, tell me about the tell me about the journal. I have the journal here, um, and I I have it standing up because I know I'll fill it in if it's standing up. Because if it's down by its on its normal, I suppose I I just be reluctant to fill it in. And I forget about it. So, back when I was going through the difficulties, I had I was so much negative thoughts going through my head on a daily basis. So I had to change my perspective and my frame. About looking at the good things, looking at what's good in life, about setting goals and whatever else. and it's so simple. I just write down three, maybe four or five things that are that I'm grateful for on a daily basis. and I' so I'm usually do in the mornings now, more, now nowadays. And like it's so powerful that you can just, no matter what's going on with COVID lockdowns, whatever else, if you can reflect at the start of the day and look, look at your life and say and just write down. Three things I'm grateful for, X, Y, Z. It's so, so powerful. And I know you probably do it as well, Keith, do you? Yeah, I do. Like I do it, uh,
1: and not on a daily, but it would be part of my journaling or I'd have a day where if I'm feeling a bit, it, it's it's one of the tools I have. So it's like, I mostly meditate every day. I mostly journal every day. And then gratitude is a thing where I'm like, if I'm in a funk, I'm like, okay, Keith, hang on a second here. And and I find myself mentally doing it now. So yeah. I try and breathe in and the, my therapist, Luke, would always say this to me, you know, when good shit happens, take a minute, breathe it in, you know, clock it. I mean, I'd be a terrible fella for thinking that if something good happened it was because of someone, something someone else did uh, and not giving myself the credit or not even, it's not about credit, but just enjoying the moment. Um, So that's, and that's a form of gratitude as well of just, and sometimes as well, just like, taking a minute to sit in your house and just sit back and just be like, wow, I've, this is not, you know, this is nice uh, that I have a house and I have a family and, you know, uh, it's, you know, even that kind of like taking those moments of, and, and it all comes back to awareness. So the gratitude is then you're suddenly aware of what you have and what's going on. you, you're you're kind of you get away from the negative thoughts in your head which first of all aren't real because you know what what's going on in your head isn't actually happening in the real world you know so the gratitude makes you aware and and people people talk about mindfulness and meditation and it's just it's literally just tasting your food uh, you know, smelling the manure, uh, whatever it is, but just like listening to the birds, and it sounds wacky, but th- that's where the space is, you know.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Uh, no, go on ahead.
1: I think uh, I, I think the gratitude thing is is brilliant. Did you was there a a sudden change? Like, did you see a gradual change, or how did you? S- feel it manifested itself for you
0: it was a I think it was a gradual change you know um because I I did it for a couple of weeks and then I might have maybe stopped for a week and I or even two weeks and I just noticed that I noticed in my mood at the time but I I just do it regularly now and I it just helps me again hone in on the good stuff despite what's going on in the world. And I just recommend it, like you said, I recommend it to everyone because it's just part of my day now. And another tool, like you mentioned as well, that just has a positive ripple effect on everything. And you feel good within yourself and you want to start your day feeling good instead of, I suppose, starting with scrolling the news feeds of Instagram or Facebook, maybe start with a couple of minutes of practicing gratitude, writing it down, or like you said, again, about even visualizing something visualizing what you're gra- grateful for and breathing it in or some people i think um i've heard that they what's it called again i was on it was from james clear atomic habits book that when you're washing or brushing your teeth think of a couple of things that you're grateful for and every time you brush your teeth you're going to do the same thing it's a habit stacking or something like that
1: yeah yeah habits yeah that's good because you're you have moments where you're waiting for the kettle to boil yeah. this is what I do while I'm waiting for the kettle to boil and, you know there's, there's all these triggers that you know, as you say, brushing your teeth you're like oh this I always think about three things I'm grateful for while I'm brushing yeah. my teeth whatever and it sounds like I'll tell you how wacky it's gotten for me like I, if I see someone walking on the street or you know <laughs> this is kind of a this is more of a a Buddha meditation thing but it's like it's almost you know blessing other people it's funny how you can scroll through something like Instagram and it can be a different space if you're he- if you're in the right headspace because you can scroll to Instagram, and be delighted for people and the great things they're doing, and the lovely holidays they're on, and <laughs> the nice car they drive. You know, you can be almost like that's I'm I'm happy for you. You know, you can almost like trick yourself. You know, like, yes, that's great. I'm delighted that you're doing that for yourself. That's great that you're being so successful in your field. <laughs> you know, and you kind of like you, you trick yourself. You trick the mind into. Uh, being, being happy for other people as well, which is which, which is a huge thing, because we, can, you know, you get on social media, you, you can come off it very angry, and you don't know why, really, you know. Definitely,
0: definitely. And how, like, how would you? I suppose you have a way of dealing with that if you're scrolling and you're happy for people. But some people would be, I suppose, in other circumstances, they're comparing and they'd get envious. Yeah. You, I suppose, any tips on? I suppose you just kind of said it there that you practice a bit of gratitude, maybe, or would you have any other tips? For that, of
1: it. Well, I mean, like, it's the thing. If you're looking at something, and this is a great, a great little tip as well. If you look at somebody and you're and and like jealousy is there for a reason, jealousy is a good thing. Like, jealousy is not a bad thing. Envy is not a bad thing. It means that that's something that you would like to do, that's something that you would like to have for yourself. That's a life that you feel like that's something that you have, feel like maybe you haven't fulfilled. It's a frustration. And I often say, and I would say to myself, if I see something and I'm like, and I get that like, you know, feeling inside, I'm like, okay, what's what's this telling me? What's going on here? Okay, that's something that person is doing something that I would like to do. And that's all it is. So instead of hating that person for doing the thing that you kind of go, okay, what steps can I take to get to the point where I could be doing something similar to that? And it might not even be that exactly, but it's or or it could be just that they look like they're doing fucking what they want to do. And I'm frustrated because I'm not doing what I want to do. It's a it's a it's your it's your mind telling you that you're you're destined for greater things or you're or go for it, you know, and that's how I would look at things like that. And that's that's helped me hugely, you know, that's, that's really, really
0: good. So you could use it as fuel for your own life to to get to where you want to be in. And- use it to use it productively and positively more so than looking at it as comparison. I really like that. Yeah. And I, and I always say, it, like I'd
1: say it to the kids, I'd say, if you, if you're jealous, think about why, think yeah. what's, what's behind that because it's never, and it's not necessarily that like you see a guy with a flash car, I wouldn't, that wouldn't make me jealous necessarily. Um, but certain things would trigger something and it's, you know, pay attention. Like we're not great at paying attention to our emotions and our feelings. And we dismiss things as, you know, we're just, we're saying we're like jealousy or jealousy bad, you know, straight away, you know, and you, you, you end up berating yourself for being jealous rather than going, well, how, well, like, think about it. Think about what's going on here. Why you're jealous to uh,
0: to explore the feeling, you know. It's interesting. Because I, I suppose when I'm in a bit of a funk, I'll always check in with myself and ask myself the questions. Um, so how am I feeling today? Even on a, if I'm having a good day as well, I'll just check in with myself. How am I feeling today? That, that could be useful too for people listening as well, just to have that self-reflection piece as well. Mm. It's very important to just explore and ask yourself these questions. Um, I'd say, I'm sure you can relate to that as well, Keith. Yeah, I think absolutely
1: like i mean for me it's constant you know i mean i drive my wife mad you know she like i mean i i spent so long uh denying my emotions and a lot of men i think especially men probably a lot of women as well could probably understand this how you live where everything's just grand where you just keep a lid on everything so you know you can get through the day and you know, once I started going to therapy and started actually working on myself, now I, I have so much fucking energy, and I'm like constantly talking, and I'm just, you know, there's a, there's an energy there. My wife is like, you know, who the hell is this guy? I thought you were the strong, silent type. Now you just now you just won't shut the fuck up, you know, which is which is you know, it's interesting. Like, I have, so, like, I mean, for you. Are you very, are you, are you too controlled? Like, do you ever kind of worry that, because obviously you have to worry about a certain, you know, becoming manic or getting too low and you're trying to almost keep an even keel, you know, do you feel it's, do you ever worry that it's too structured?
0: You know, I have a good solid routine around my mental health. Um, I haven't, anything has happened since back then. I've been, managing my mental health um, the last, whatever, 13 years, 14 years since I had all those struggles and I do all the things uh, like that would have a positive impact on my mental health day to day and that just keeps me well and I talk to people. I don't have any problem sh- and like I have no problem sharing what I went through because I know it will inspire and empower someone and even if it hits home with five people or even one person, I've done my job. And I think that just helps me along the way that I can share that and help someone. Cause I would hate for anyone to go through what I went through all those years ago. That just gives me just joy and happiness as well. That I'm helping someone.
1: I think just talking about it. And I think uh, men like us talking about it and having honest conversations about it. Yeah. I think it helps younger men. Cause these conversations weren't being had when we were young. There was nowhere for us to access these conversations no. or there was nobody talking like this. And uh I think it's really important that the likes of yourself, you know, gets gets out there and talks to as many people as you can. Just, I mean, look, if there's probably plenty that don't need it and have it all have it figured out. Um, but just as you say, like the, just the one or two, you know.
0: Yeah, but I think that tie onto that. I think you never know when you might need it. You know, you never know what's down the road. So being open to it at this stage and being open to expressing yourself. And being open to, like I said earlier, not being shouting from the rafters about your thoughts and feelings, but just having one or two people that you can link into or confide in. And even if it's you don't feel like if it's close friends or family, there's so many external people you can go to and just confidentiality as well and all that, just like psychiatrists or GPs or anyone else at all. or There's so much different support groups out there as well.
1: And I think deciding that if you are going to talk like, vulnerability is to be is a, a word that i i mean I, it was first said to me by luke my therapist he said you need to be you need to be more vulnerable you know vulnerable and vulnerability is the key here and and i didn't really know what he was talking about but it is just that telling people honestly and genuinely how you're feeling and yeah. doing that as you know uh, you know whether it's talking or journaling and just and that kind of gets things going and gets your you know Gets in touch with your emotions and uh, gets, uh, it's a vitality, isn't it? Ultimately.
0: You feel unbelievable. You Mm. feel unbelievable. Do you know, it's, it helps so much because we can have 101 million things going on in our heads on a regular basis. And you don't like, you don't want that to boil over and, or just manifest into something else. Just, if you take anything from this conversation between myself and Keith, I suppose it's just being open and being courageous to open up when times do get tough. Um, is that's the main message from this, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Don't back yourself into a corner and, uh, yeah. allow yourself to be, uh, allow yourself to make mistakes and be fallible and, and not, don't expect yourself to be perfect, you know, um, any goals, any big goals on the horizon? What are your, what have you got? Any, any big plans you want to share with us? Are you keeping? Uh,
0: um keeping the lids on it um no not really I suppose I just want to keep starting in a new role with my job I just want to keep progressing and keep doing the best I can with that on that side of things with the public speaking hopefully over the next couple of months get into more maybe companies um schools probably finishing uh, by the end of the year or maybe in the summer months so Even back in September if schools are open again and back after COVID and stuff like that, hopefully get into schools and do more well being talks and just keep progressing, keep striving for more and helping people out along the way as well and doing what I can to make an impact on the world. I think you should go back to Gaelic football and try and get on the
1: (laughs) get on the senior team. Will I? Do you think I should? I think you should do a year a year of senior football.
0: you will laugh now if I do go back, and then uh, in a year's time, I'll have you back on the trophy. I'll <laughs>
1: have you back on here in a year's time. And you can tell me all about it. Yeah, I, 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 don't, the, I think I, days are done. I, I <laughs> I've done <did> junior. <laughs> I've <did. laughs> oh, listen. Uh, thanks very much for your time, and thanks for sharing, oh, nice. and thanks for the chats, and keep, you know, keep doing and keep talking, and keep getting out there, and and uh, yeah, it's good to talk, man.
0: Yeah, it was great. Thanks a million, Keith. I really appreciate it. And It was great. I suppose I had you on my Instagram live there a good few months back, but it was just great to get on this podcast as well. So hopefully, you'll get a good reaction as well from people that listen as well.
1: If it doesn't, I'd be coming after kill, <laughs> <laughs> You see, it you just you just don't know. It's it, you know, it'll be that one or two people that hear it and it makes a difference, and definitely, that's all. Definitely, that's all you can hope for. So, thanks, Killian.
0: Thanks a million, Keith. Appreciate so it.
1: There you go, Killian Keane, my guest who will be going back playing Gaelic football. As soon as this lockdown is over, he's gonna try out for the senior team and if not junior. But uh, yeah, definitely. Can't wait. Can't wait to go out and see him. Thanks very much, Killian. Thanks for um thanks for joining me. Thanks for sharing your wisdom, your thoughts, your positivity and that gentle, gentle voice. That would just that'll just that's just meditation itself, isn't it? Beautiful. You're yeah, beautiful. Um, I just want to ring my wife again there just to see if she's... How she's doing. Hang on a sec there. Put her on speaker so you can hear her. Hi, love.
0: Mm-hmm. Hi.
1: How are you? What?
0: Question.
1: No, just when I when when I was talking to you the last day when I when we were hanging up, I said I love you, and then you didn't say I love you. You just hung up. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> that it? Yeah, but that's <laughs> but that's your cue to say I love you. Not, it's okay. Never mind. <laughs>
0: um, I'll text you. I'll text you. <laughs>
1: you're not going to say it no see you later no. love you love you too
0: bye oh.
1: <laughs> finally finally I got it out of her um, do you think she means it though that's the re- real reason I recorded it just to, to, to was there sincerity there do you know what I mean anyway there go my glasses just fell off Um listen thank you very much to killian my guest i hope you got something from that Uh, i love his gentle positivity i think it's really nice um it's not in your face uh he's just something very reassuring about him uh so there you go Uh, thank you very much for listening if you're new to the podcast you're very welcome please tell your friends if you enjoyed it Uh, Please like and subscribe please share the podcast on social media that's how we get the word out there and there's a contributors link as well if you want to send us a few quid that would be very great we're trying to get this animated piece done and my god it's trying to raise that money you know it's like it's like the church roof you know the church roof fund it's leaking except we don't need the roof like we don't need that 20 30 seconds of animation for our own podcast so it's not really the same actually you know what? if you have a few quid you could probably do better to give it to somebody else that needs it but thanks for listening anyway and it's great to do this podcast and get it out there and, and give it to people and uh, the, the whole reason behind it is that it is free and but if you can't afford it contribute a few quid and it will all go back into the podcast that's the that's the deal that's the plan um yeah, I'll go now, and uh, thank you very much to ACAST and for all your support. It's great to be part of the ACAST network. And I think that's it. Enjoy your evening. Mind how you go, and uh stand by the buses and watch out for the bats, because they can fly into your hair, and then it's very hard to get them out. Okay, good. Good advice. Good, good sign-off. Good sign-offage. Good. Good luck.